Blog Talk Radio. talking about Roman Reigns and Dolph Ziggler. They didn't put it beneath them to work the first match of the night, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't matter where you are on the card. What matters is, is if you entertain the crowd. So, Lady Lynn will not be here tonight. She had to take care of some family issues. But, um, goodness grief. King of the Ring Tournament, Sasha Banks Recap, all right. Okay. They did have some great matches, you know, for the tournament. Ziggler said that he would be able to pin Roman Reigns tonight and started things off with a bang. They gave it a B. Young folks, I'm a bit tired. So Lawler was supposed to interview the, the boss. Sasha Banks, but she was not able to. So the Fiend attacked Jerry Waller. He's so used to having the Fiend be in the ring, but Bray Wyatt's character, the Fiend, attacked Jerry Waller with that mandible claw. It now becomes the umpteen legend to do it. So Ricochet and Miz defeat Corbin and McIntyre. And where did Raw emanate from? The Twin Cities in Minneapolis. So Hmm. You know what grade they gave this one? Oh, they gave pretty much good grades. United States Championship, AJ Styles versus Braun Strowman. Styles retained, not surprised, not a big deal. King of the Ring, Samoa Joe versus Cesaro. Samoa Joe ended up beating Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Beat him seven by submission. That's correct, sir. 
<laughs> Choked him out. So our truth ruins Elias' farewell concert. So one second, folks. Well, hang on. Um, let me see if I answer your question. Okay, so your question is, what did I think the best match of Monday Night Raw was? It's okay. No, I, it's okay. Just go ahead and ask that question. Um, you can hear that in the background. Yeah, that's Facebook. I'm getting messages through the Facebook, which is pretty awesome. So your question to me was, what was the best match of Monday Night Raw? I would say Joe Cesaro for me. The tag team championships were between Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. Hmm, I don't know. They just, it just, that match was not appealing to me. I don't know why. So Dominic stopped his dad from retiring. What to do? The New Day versus The Revival. Okay, well. Let's see, what is this? The Revival ended up losing because of disqualification. Actually, New Day defeat The Revival because Randy Orton came in and basically caused the crapshoot. Michael Cole interviewed Sasha Banks, and she attacks uh, Natty again. Nikki Cross uh, and Alexa Bliss beat Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. And of course, they give it a C minus. Another King of the Ring tournament. We all know that Cedric Alexander would beat Sami Zayn. So the Raw Tag Team Championships. Okay, well, I can all tell you right now. I just didn't really find that that appealing to me. And why? Because it just seems like Seth Rollins, sorry folks, I'm yawning because I have to work in the morning, but I'll get to my point. It just seemed like that match had a good ebb and flow to it. It just wasn't, just feel like they're playing hot potato with the tag team championships. Yeah, the club almost held it for a whole month. Whoop-de-doo. Now, the OC only has one championship representation, and that's AJ Styles, the United States champion, but that's aside from the point. Oh, you asked what my favorite moment was. Well, it's when the New Day basically romped, got, you know, basically when the New Day got destroyed. That's my favorite moment. I'm not a big fan of the New Day at all. Never have been. Even though one of their half sleeve shirts, you know, I got because. So folks, guess what my overall opinion is on Monday Night Raw and I can tell you it's a mixed bag once again. Simply because I feel that what I watched it wasn't the action that was the problem, it's the fact that um you know, if you're doing that on Monday Night Raw doing a WCW finish, which means all the major matches end up on live TV. 
Don't you think that eight minutes into the show I'd have something different to talk about other than WWE? Well, Angel Fishes. Pentagon Black being unmasked by Johnny Moxley was a big, big deal. Where he did it, you say? Well, he unmasked Pentagon Black. I know that. AEW's John Moxley unmasked Pentagon Jr. during an independent match. I sorry, I'm don't mention his former name, assholes. He's formerly this name. You know what? This is what sets people apart from other people. It's the fact that I can mention his current name without having had the flashback of what he used to be in WWE. And does that make me any better? Jesus Christ. So it says, John Moxley and Mass Pentagon Jr. during the match. Steel real to us. It's all the same. Northeast Wrestling's prison break in Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie, New York. So he hit him with dirty deeds. And this is in Poughkeepsie. So... AEW's or AEW's coming up with their new event, and they're doing so in a week's time, August 31st, in the Sears Center, a sold-out Sears Center, which had a circulation attendance of 72 grand. Okay. I believe that that entire event to pay $50 for may or may not be worth it. It probably is going to be worth it. Why am I going all over the place instead of reviewing what happened on Monday Night Raw and the regular return of the new Sasha Banks? Because, like you said, it was a good Monday Night Raw. It wasn't terrible. It just wasn't... It was Monday Night Raw to make you go, oh, yes, I'm going to go out and get the DVDs of Monday Night Raw Series 2019. It, it's been kind of like a roller coaster, up, down, up, down, all the way around. I know it's late, folks, but normally things flow a lot easier with a, uh, with a co-host. But I'm doing the best I can to report what I like to call professional wrestling at its finest. So, here's what I have to say about Monday Night Raw tonight. Show overall wasn't bad. The Roman Reigns Dolph Ziggler match wasn't bad. It was actually pretty damn good. You know, a lot of near falls like there is normally on a pay per view, except for on Monday Night Raw. So I guess we're learning here, right? There's a learning curve for every everything professional wrestling. And I also read. You know, in the rumor mill that this man will be helping things along with NXT. Please, God, don't. Because if you want to go live, yeah, you're going to have to compete on certain networks. Fox is not exactly the network for NXT. 
if you talk to the majority of the audience, they don't even know what NXT is, the main roster audience. They know of NXT. They don't know what it entails or have not seen it. All right. So, oh, to get the formalities out of the way, the awesome formalities is, what's up, Canada? What's up, US of A? What's up, United Kingdom? How you doing? What's up, Australia, Latvia, Indonesia, Tokyo, Japan? What's up, Philippines? How you doing? Everybody that's listening, what's up? So I guess the lone non-highlight of Monday Night Raw happens to be the fact that when R-Truth goes after Elias. Yes, it's comedic relief. Yes, it's funny. But 24-7 championship. Dear Lord, man. I guess they decided to give an element to the show that needed to be given, which was, let's have unwanted comedic relief. No, I like, I like our truth. I really think he's a good guy. However, I do think there needs to be a semblance of some seriousness in his character. That could be anything. Like him winning a United States championship or intercontinental championship. Could be a variety of things our truth could be doing. But anyways, folks, you asked my assessment randomly about Monday Night Raw. Randomly, I'm gonna tell you it's good. The good would be Roman Reigns versus Ziggler. The middle portions of the show, well, the Revival versus The New Day. Did not know Randy Orton could be on both shows. Nor could I, you know, believe that he was able to hit two RKO's on everyone's hero, Kofi Kingston. Which, you know, I don't mind. But, you know, this reading of the results. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, folks, but it's going to be that point where if you have small children... The following content has explicit language for mature ears only. So if they repeat it to their high school principal or their middle school principal or even the kids in elementary school, you you little bastards who repeat this shit, just understand, you'll get in trouble. I won't. But if you have earplugs, earmuffs, put them on them because I have a lot to discuss about Monday Night Raw, which I believe is the truth. Behind it all, all right? And it's not good. It's not bad. It's just my assessment on tonight's show. And also, AEW's upcoming pay-per-view going to be in the heartland in the Midwest, Chicago, Illinois, AEW. I'll discuss all of that right here in a bit. But just so you know, Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademark show that began in 2016. It was a show based off a catchphrase that was made up by... Ryan Rails himself in perjury or duplication of said show will be a direct result in a fine of $45 or more, which may not seem much to you, but every time you use it, you will get fined. I do not own the rights to WWE's Glasgow Cross, Kingdom of Nikki Cross, or any of their likeness thereof. So, ladies and gentlemen, monkeys in the trunk. Well, truck, not trunk. Hit my music. Get ready to buckle up, fuckers. Get inside the head of good old Brian Rails. Answer at your own risk. Dig it. <laughs> 
Championships. I don't know. Instead of having them as world champions, since they're not ready to be Raw Women's Champion or SmackDown Live Women's Champion, I'm referring to Nikki Cross, Braun Strowman. They're happy, they're satisfied, they're now tag team champions. What's the similarity between Nikki Cross and Braun Strowman? They're both great competitors. They both could romp through the... or just basically terrorize the entire roster. But because they're in a position which they're making money and they're doing a damn good job of making the company money and just being sidekick. Both one sidekick to Seth Rollins just recently and the other one sidekick to Alexa Bliss. That's how some people view it. Some people also view it as Braun Strowman should really have um, a chance at a championship. They're getting there. Give it some time, some people say. Give, you know, the visionary who's writing it. You know, like, okay, well, she should be this and he should be that. Strowman has not been a champion. I mean, the one championship he wins is the... Over the top battle royal challenge in Jeddah, you know, Saudi Arabia. But really, you know, some people say, well, he's a talentless hack, he can't work. Nikki Cross gets too overly excited, she can't work either. <sighs> Look, is it crowd pleasing or is it just a good show? Maybe I should keep the title. Because changing titles is kind of a pain in the ass in mid-show, during mid-show, I should say. So you have Braun Strowman. Let me do some research before I start spouting off. Okay, you know what? It's fine. That's just the way of land. I have to do research before I report, folks. So Braun Strowman. Wrestling career. I know he started out in NXT back in 2014, but I just. 1983, he was an American professional wrestler. So he starts out, he's build height at 6 foot 8. Are you sure about that? So. Okay. Yeah, see, Greatest Royal Rumble in 2017. His wrestling career started 2013. So in early 2013, he had a career. Signed at the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. He okay. 
think the first name referenced in Milwaukee Brew is left fielder Ryan Braun. He made his appearances as one of Adam Rose's Rosebuds. Okay. And then he also made his appearance as one of the Wyatt family members in 2016. So, so the Wyatt family in the Shield, yeah, they cheated. And Bray was a big part, or Braun was a big part of that feud. So he had his career for six years now. Nikki Cross. Let me just. Not Nikki Six, Nikki Cross. Nikki, let's see, Nicola Glenn Cross, it's 1989. So, let's see here. She started about in 2008. She started in SWA. And, February, okay, so she started out as Nikki Storm in February 2010. She began working on the British Independent Circuit and became a mainstay for promotions such as. Her debut week. Okay, so ICW Insane Championship Wrestling. Uh, she held the Pro Wrestling EVE Championship three times. So she toured in Japan, Joji Peroso, and made some appearances for World Wonder Ring Stardom. In October, she started training the All American All Female Promotion Shimmer, Women Athletes Shine Wrestling, and Women Superstars Uncensored. She's also wrestled for Global Force Wrestling, Absolute Intense Wrestling, and Worldwide Wrestling League, World 3 or so, Queens of Combat, and World Extreme Wrestling. Total Nonstop Action 2014. She was unsuccessful. Okay. She's been in WWE since 2016. She started out in NXT. Okay, and since then, you know, okay, so her most notable matches, January 11, 2017 episode of NXT, Cross came to the aid of NXT Women's Champion Oscar, who's being attacked by Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Okay, so then she turned on Oscar. says, Ruby Riot, Ember Moon, okay. So she had a lot of matches in NXT, folks. She just really wasn't successful at, at becoming the Women's Championship. And there's a lot of question marks that go up as fans. Like, man, she was so over the top. Why wasn't she ever NXT Women's Champion? Could have been because they saw more potential in her as a tag team champion. The first, you know, the second wave, actually third. She's the third set of tag team champion with her current partner, Alexa Bliss. I don't know how long this title reign for Nikki's going to go, and I don't know how long this title for title reign for Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins is going to go, but you can see that they're trying to have Braun go after the World Heavyweight Championship. And not to say that that's a bad idea, you know, making him tag team champion, turning on Seth Rollins is the easiest thing fans can think of because that's so simplistic, right? Have Braun Strowman win the tag team championship with Seth Rollins. Have Nikki win it with Alexa Bliss. I don't have a problem with that. 
some people may say, well, why didn't she win the women's Raw Women's Championship? Why didn't she go after something bigger? Because in professional wrestling dudes and dudettes, ladies and germs of the jury, the reason why she didn't win the championship is beyond me. I don't know, and I'm not in that office. But one can wonder, is it the same formula that happened to uh, go down in NXT? Because she was one of the most over females outside of Bianca Belair, outside of a Candice LeRae, outside of a Shayna Baszler. And that's basically the staple front, the cornerstone, the main cheese as far as the women's division go that Shayna Baszler is right now for the current uh, She's the current WWE NXT Women's Champion. They have her retaining nonstop because if she doesn't, then in my opinion, you're going to have a women's division that basically you'd have to stem off of Mia Yim, Vanessa Bourne, Aaliyah, and a bunch of women from the Mae Young Classic because if they don't, I'm just going to say it right now, the women's division there would be not so lively. I hate saying that because Shayna Baszler is such a mastermind in the, how to maintain a victory, you know, how to maintain a championship. She's schooling a lot of people. A lot of people thought Mia Yim had her beat. No, not really. A lot of people thought Bianca Belair, maybe the next heiress to the throne of NXT Women's Division glory, but not the case. So... Is it just crowd-pleasing to me? Or is it just one of those, okay, sit back, enjoy the show, and shut up type things? I've questioned this a lot, folks. As far as the longevity of Nikki Cross being a tag team champion, that's the cheapened way of saying, well, you wanted her to win a championship so bad. We're just going to force feed the tag team championships down your throats. And not only the women's division, but also the men's. Braun Strowman is now a champion alongside Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is a dual champion now. I honestly, folks, do not know what to say in this instant other than I really hope and pray that this is not just, okay, we really have to please the crowd or is it just, you know, a good show. It's a mix of both because in wrestling, you don't ever get a straight answer. This is how things are. This is what things are going to be like. This is how you're going to perceive these characters. And this is how you should be accustomed to liking them. Look, a show is a show. And I'm just glad that they aren't shoving characters directly down our throats because if they were to do that, there'd be a lot of people walking away from WWE and there already has been. However, there's only one thing that makes me wonder, So I saw pictures of, mock pictures of it. There were pictures, fans, that I saw of NXT going to Fox, and I only think they're doing that just to tease the rest of us who are sane, sound body and mind, whatever. Sane, sound, sound, sane, sound of mind. I had to repeat that because it bothers me if I don't correct the phrase, but NXT on Fox, what the fuck? 
No, you're going to lose a lot of viewers because not a lot of the main casuals knows what NXT is unless it catches on like wildfire. It's really going to backfire if you try to do things that way, in just my humble opinion. But to, you know, to rewind back to the statements about Braun Strowman and Nikki Cross, I honestly don't know if, if the company's intentions with these two are to try and test it out. Like, hey, let's give you a chance. Let's see if you, you know, don't screw things up. We're going to test you out as champions, Braun Strowman and Nikki Cross, because both are very fierce competitors. And some may say, well, no, no, he sucks as a worker. Look here. Looky here. There's no such thing as being held back in WWE when it comes to certain names. Like if your name was Hogan, for example, or if your name was Rowdy Piper. I'm not holding them. I just feel like I'm so confused right now. Is this a crowd-pleasing thing? Or is it just, you know, okay, are we supposed to sit back and watch the fucking show? Some might tell me, well, it's a bit of both. It's the best of both worlds, Brian. That's what you're trying to get at. No, look, Braun Strowman, in the past, people have told me this story, but I don't really know. They, Some people, some the peanut gallery was saying, the reason why they never chose him for being a champion in the earlier days was that he wasn't ready. He was always late, this, that, the other. Well, he's on time now. I remember seeing uh, Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman inside Barclays Center, and let me tell you, I was hoping it'd be Samoa Joe or Braun Strowman. I guess cards were not all in Braun's favor. Nikki Cross, I've seen her at several takeovers. I don't know what it is. Uh, what the case may be why she has not become a SmackDown Live Women's Champion or a Raw Women's Champion they also pulled apart Sanity and a lot of people nitpick at that I think part of the reason was is because the group wasn't catching on just a gander, just a guess the group wasn't catching on with the crowd, are you kidding me? I mean, this is just my opinion they ate it up some people really liked Sanity, but then they were never heard from again with that after that match with New Day. And again, is New Day just you know crowd pleasing? Is that is that it? We can't go into an arena anymore and boo anybody. And if we do, it's either Boring Corbin or Dolph Ziggler now who's made himself widely hated by a lot of folks. So my question to you folks that work in creative is it crowd pleasing or is it just a good show because sometimes when I sit down to watch WWE programming I don't know what I'm getting and that's kind of a good thing and both you know a bad thing because I don't know if we're going to get a quality match out of the fiend here in the near future 
Or is he in the new Undertaker? That is the question that I would like to ask. Is Bray Wyatt the new Undertaker? And I don't have an issue if you say yes or no. Anyways, moving forward. Is it just crowd-pleasing or is it just a good show? Because good show meaning I can remember every match and I can remember every moment backstage and say, wow, that was fun. That was cool to watch. I've watched several years of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live, and I can just get through telling you that the King of the Ring tournament was decent tonight. But I believe King of the Ring should be a pay-per-view because it was one of the biggest, baddest pay-per-views ever. Maybe it's because people don't like uh, wrestling as much as they do. And that's kind of sad considering what professional wrestling has turned into, whether it's been crowd-pleasing or whether it's been, you know, speaking an experience, you know, or was it just a good show? See, some people may revert back into the 90s when they used to watch Stone Cold Steve Austin or even before Stone Cold, it was The Ringmaster or Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man. Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Um, there's just plenty of names to go out and look after. Anyways, back to my two subjects at hand, Braun Strowman and Nikki Cross. I don't think... That favoritism has anything to do with this. I more or less think this is their little mad science experiment with championship belts. Let's see how they do as champions. Let's see how they carry themselves. Let's see how they model themselves. Who do they model themselves after? Who is their biggest influence? If you look at some of the stuff that's been going on chronologically wise, you know that eventually Nikki's going to turn on Alexa. But we all don't know what, when. And as far as... Whew, as far as Braun Strowman, a man has a strap around his waist. Imagine how scary that'd be if he actually had the Universal Championship around his waist. I don't know what would happen. The world might explode. But what I do know is the crowd-pleasing is kind of confusing because this crowd-pleasing they're doing is very similar structured to NXT back, you know, back in the day before main roster completely depleted. I think they, in my opinion, folks, I believe that the black and gold brand should be a separate brand. And that, you know, if they have occasional rumbles or whatever, these gentlemen and these nice young ladies could battle it out. All right, folks. If you want to ask my honest opinion on these two... Braun Strowman's a good competitor, despite what some may say about him and his wrestling skill and ability. Uh, Nikki Cross, she's a little rough around the edges, but you know something, folks? Who isn't? So, in other words, 
Is it just crowd pleasing to have championships switch waist? Because Nikki Cross, at this point, in juncture in her career, I believe should be going after a women's championship, like you know, Bailey SmackDown Live Championship or Monday Night Raw, the Raw Women's Championship. Because even though you have to contend with Sasha Banks now, I think you're more deserved of it than her. Who just come back after four months and said, wait, my agent said for me to go back to Cabo. Oh, wait, no, that's Ezekiel Elliott. My bad. I'm mixing out. I'm mixing up people. That's another thing. Sasha comes back after four months. I wonder, did they renegotiate terms? I need to look that up right now. <laughs> Reason why... No, that doesn't tell me why she came back. So they're giving me reasons why she came back. So they even gave reasons why she shouldn't be at Extreme Rules, and this is long before Extreme Rules. So never mind. Never mind, folks, on the research train about Sasha Banks. It had to have been some money negotiation in her contract because, obviously, she shows up last week on Monday Night Raw, beats the crap out of Natty. She was explaining why people respect her because of her hair color, whatever, how they disrespect her when she came in the ring. Look, all I know is there's something askew as to why she come back. And I thought it was a complete stranger just looking at the picture that she has posted all over social media, which, fine by me, whatever. She used to leave cryptic statuses online, folks, and it was pretty fucking funny about, you know, AEW this. She didn't even mention AEW, but... I'm pretty sure she deleted all that social media posts about having better things to do or more important things to do, which was kind of funny because I noticed something tonight. Without Corey Graves there, it seemed a little bit more peaceful on Monday Night Raw. I know I'm going all over the place, but... No mentioning of how much of a goddess Sasha could be. No mentioning the fact that Mandy Rose was God's greatest gift to creation. (laughs) Trying to channel your inner Jerry the King Lawler. Tonight was just one of those confusing nights. Are you just trying to crowd, please? I'm not complaining about that. But which one are you? The snobby guy that fakes being into professional wrestling just so you can rake in more dough? Or are you that guy that or gal that said, man, what a damn good wrestling show. I want to see it again. And let's see the end results. It's been a while since we've seen Baron Corbin switch from uh, shirt, TGI Fridays to no shirt, and back to uh, wife beater. 
<laughs> but I don't care about appearance. Well, I do because I'm fucking tired and I'm trying to get past the 20 minute mark. I'm going to take a swig of water. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I find it odd that Nikki Cross and Braun Strowman are not world champions by now. Sure, they didn't win the Royal Rumbles or their respective thereof, their Royal Rumbles. They should have at least an Intercontinental Championship for the women. And a United States Championship for the women. You know, just be on an equal playing field. Also, that way Nikki Cross could get a championship and it wouldn't have to take us fans forever to be like, why aren't you giving her opportunities? It's not that they aren't. Like I said, I don't speak for any of the buddy in the back, but I'm going to tell you right here, right now. It irritates me that Braun Strowman, nor Samoa Joe, nor Nikki Cross, nor so many others in WWE do not have gold around their waist, and they really should. Gold around their waist is in they should have Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins procure the tag team championships maybe not now but later on. Nikki Cross should be a raw women's champion because think she's the only one that can give Becky his fits when it comes to fighting. Give her something or some representation of what a fight truly is also I've noticed something the promos are not as much they're a bit spread eagle and that's good they're a bit spread out my bad and uh, there's less talking and there's more action not so much I could say for Smackdown Live which whatever And also, folks, the story between Roman Reigns and whomever his alleged attacker was, Buddy Murphy said he supposedly knew who did it, but I'm beginning to wonder. I'm beginning to wonder, is it Aleister Black? Could it be the Dutch Destroyer? I mean, I like that story. That's the one thing the WCW SmackDown Live has. I mean, SmackDown Live has. Going on, you know, comparatively speaking to what everything that's going on on Monday Night Raw. It's weird. They reverse roles. Monday Night Raw is doing better. SmackDown Live is kind of mediocre right now. But then the interest and intrigue came back as soon as Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton began to feud once again. Back to the unsung heroes of WWE. Nikki Cross has been around for 11 years. Braun Strowman has been around probably, yeah, for six years. That's enough to earn a championship. Maybe they had to grow up. Maybe they were given an ultimatum. I don't know. But I personally feel like, is this crowd-pleasing or is this, you know, just a good show? Crowd-pleasing meaning crowd remembers exactly what the fuck you did. Good show, meaning you had the crowd chanting all kinds of obscenities like the holy shit chant. Everyone and their mother remembers that chant began 
when Mick Foley fell off a 40-foot steel structure and the crowd began holy shit chance. It's not about chance. Some of it is. As long as you get a reaction, you're doing your job. From what I was trained when I was doing professional wrestling and what I was told. Okay. But I'm always, I'm going to keep emphasizing this as a question. Are you, are you doing this <clears throat> just to appease us, to keep our mouths shut? Because a lot of us are critics. You know, I would be the first to admit I'm one of those critics that will say, okay, I understand that they, <laughs> they allowed Braun Strowman to earn a strap to see where he would go. But it quite, it begs the question, why wasn't he given the championship back in 2016, or 2017? Was there some kind of different direction that the company was going? Also, Nikki Cross. It, it bogs my mind. Asuka wins. Ember Moon wins. You know, Sasha Banks had won that NXT Women's Championship. So... Where okay, we're at the point where we're giving people that could outshine the roster championship belts that do mean something like the, the women's tag team championships. You give Braun a tag team strap. Is that to distract us from the fact that he's going after Seth's championship, his Universal Championship? It's kind of similar to Shawn Michaels and Diesel, in a sense that. You know Diesel was big. You know that he could easily beat the crap out of Shawn Michaels. You know that he was the bigger guy, the, the stronger of the two. Why didn't you give him a championship? I bet you some of the 90s wrestling fans are wondering, well, how come you didn't give Diesel that championship opportunity? Look, I'm just wondering if it's a crowd-pleasing thing. <clears throat> crowd-pleasing as in this looks really cool and appealing to our eyeballs. This looks intriguing. They're like, well, aren't you happy that Braun Strowman won the champion or tag team championship with Seth Rollins? I don't know, man. It's a catch-22 when I'm be thinking about if Braun Strowman won a strap back in 2017. And not just that instance. It's there's a lot of thoughts that go through my head when I want to think of Braun Strowman as a champion. Same thing with Nikki Cross. It kind of makes me go, Jesus Christ. She had all this talent. She had all this potential. She still does have a lot of talent. still does have great potential for WWE. She has great charisma. And she's just an oddball. And she's a very unique gimmick. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, why do you want Braun Strowman to win so bad? He can't fucking wrestle. Obviously, he can, so that's why they extended his contract for another four years, because the man is so big, he's an attraction. He's like that pretty new shiny that you that you see, that you want to grab at the store. You know, oh, he's the new computer that I want, or oh, you know. Anyways, <clears throat> so that's my take. You know, on that's not it's one of my many takes or opinions that have been formed about Braun Strowman and Nikki Cross. Both very extremely talented individuals, both 
went through NXT. They worked their way up to main roster. One ended up being actually both were part of really, really prominent factions, Panity, the Wyatt family. And now are they just baubles on the King's crown? Some of you refer to that as Vince McMahon. I honestly, folks, don't know. I'm not in the back office. I don't intend to be. Too much stress, man. Too much stress. So, (laughs) this thing called AEW, this thing, this company, is starting their live shows on TNT October the 2nd. Mark it down. It's a Wednesday. It'll be the first airing of professional wrestling since 2001. Yeah. Since WCW was no more. And you'd be a liar and say if you didn't watch WCW, but I got to add a little AEW in the mix, okay? So, the Young Bucks are defending their newly crowned titles, the AEW Tag Team Championships, at the pay-per-view. So, let me get a full card on that just so I'm sure... AEW card for August 31st. All out. So, all of the wrestling fans, Chris Jericho versus Hangman Page for the AEW World Championship, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. The AAA Tag Team Championship, Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in a ladder match, Cody versus Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard, Best Friends versus Dark Order, winner gets a buy in a Tag Team Championship tournament, Joey Janela versus Jimmy Havin versus Darby Allen. That is going to be one crazy match. I can already tell you I've seen some of Darby Allen's work. I saw it at Evolve. I also saw it at uh, Revolver. Anyways, Rio versus Kuru Shida. Women's Casino Battle Royal Royale winner receives a shot at the inaugural AEW Women's Championship. Folks, in order to know your competition, you must watch the madness that is AEW. Now, are they anything like WCW? Don't know. Haven't seen them in full action as of yet. But, um, I will say, you must pay attention if you truly wish to see what's going on between AEW and also what's going on between WWE. Now, for those of you who don't have cable, Hulu, Bleacher Report for AEW, I don't know if they're going to show replays on Hulu as well, but I do know one thing. Is it just a crowd-pleasing thing? Or is it just one of the things where, okay, it's a good show, I should just shut up and enjoy type things? So far, you know, like, it it was not a bad show, and it was a decent match between... It was a decent match between... Paul Ziegler, Roman Reigns. It was a decent match between a lot of, you know, there was uh, the the tag team championships, the women's tag team championship match. Wasn't bad, wasn't good. It just wasn't all that 
it wasn't all that cracked up to be. It wasn't all that hyped up to be. You name it. The Samoa Joe Cesaro match, wow, I'm impressed. I really liked it. thought it was a really good back and forth. Joe just ended up choking Cesaro out. Cesaro couldn't respond. Tap, tap. Now he advances and he faces Cedric Alexander. So eight men from Monday Night Raw, eight men from SmackDown Live will compete in a King of the Ring tournament. And back in the day, folks, King of the Ring was a big, big deal. A lot of history made in that. Sigh, I will, you know, have time to rant now because speak now forever hold my peace. I don't know what the deal is with Braun Strowman and Nikki Cross. All I know is they're getting an opportunity to fucking wrestle and do the best that they can. And if I'm boring you to tears, you can tune into a different fucking station. But if I'm keeping you awake with all my randomness, I'm glad. I feel that the career is kind of like Shinsuke and Asuka, that parallel. Not quite the same level, but Braun and Nikki. Very, very interesting paths that they have taken career-wise. And what creative decides to do with them is what creative decides to do with them. However, um, I must tell you, since I have six minutes left, I don't know. I'm kind of irritated about the whole Nikki Cross thing. Not irritated, but frustrated, you know, perplexed, confused. Um, A bit on the what-the-hell type side. Because when you look at a person's singular career, she may not be the magnitude of Asuka, Nikki Cross. She may not be the magnitude of Alexa Bliss. However, she's an underrated superstar who got noticed and literally handpicked by Becky Lynch to come and challenge her for the Raw Women's Championship or the championship that she, you know, worked her ass off for. Also, you know, there's a lot of times in NXT when one would wonder, what is it? Is she not, you know, a household name? Is she too odd for general audience in NXT? Sometimes NXT is very generalized, man. Adam Cole Street Profits that. Just saying, some of it's true. It's because they're so over, man. They just get so over. Listen here, you terminology freaks. I know that professional wrestling is always in a sport that always evolves the characters and if the character doesn't evolve and that's one reason why that wrestler guy or gal is not a success that's just my answer to that question alright anyways Braun Strowman on the other hand man with size and man with power as I've been I, you know he eyeballed Seth's you know, universal championship I don't know. It's kind of a mixed bag with him. He's a big man, and you think, well, Vince might favor him. You know, he's always had an affinity for big guys. That's not necessarily true all the way. But let's just hope, ladies and germs, that these two get their opportunity to shine 
and win that big championship one day. I'm talking about Braun Strowman and Nikki Cross because they are deserving. They are deserving of that, in my opinion. And is it a crowd-pleasing thing, or is it just a good show? When it comes to tonight's Monday Night Raw, I would say a lot of good placements, a lot of good shows, less promos. Actually, quite relaxing to watch Monday Night Raw tonight, and I seldom say that shit. Anyways, if you didn't like or believe in what I had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Oh, and tune in tomorrow on Tuesday, 5.30 p.m. Central, 6.30 Eastern. Have a nice day, night, whatever. Sweet dreams, bitches. Take it. <laughs>